0: you <laughs>
1: Now for the Black Fire Health Podcast, the only Ghostbusters podcast that discusses props, costumes, sets, and set designs with your hosts, Austin Young and Dan Harshman. Hey, does this ball still work? Wow, this place is great! What do you think, Eon? I think this building should be condemned. <laughs> <laughs> you like that new intro, Austin? Can't
2: man, it's so good.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for somebody to start making fun of my my absolutely terrible Dan Aykroyd impression.
2: Well, it just makes it better.
1: I hope so. I recorded like you know it exactly, like five times.
2: <laughs> you know exactly who it's supposed to be.
1: Oh yeah, character of Dan Aykroyd.
2: If you re-record
1: it, you've got to open it with uh, "Welcome cadets to the Black Firehouse Podcast." Oh god, that's a brilliant idea. Now I might have to do that. Well, I told
2: you we need to refresh the opening like every once in a while.
1: Every every session. New opening every session themed because you know what would work best for us since we have such a hard time staying on schedule is adding more work to our leisure activity.
2: Well, I mean, but here's the thing. With our track record, a new intro for every session, I mean, we'd only have to do like 4 sessions for four intros a year so
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it's true it's true well uh at that welcome back to the black firehouse guys uh i am your host dan harshman as always with me my host in arms mr austin young austin how are you today
2: i'm ecstatic to be here
1: i am too we've uh we're we're, we're talking some cool topics today we did a little bit of catch-up we talked about um the the frozen empire trailer the new props that were revealed you know we we talk about special effects at all so i think it would be very important for us to go ahead and mention the reveal of uh, a returning ghost character in frozen empire that uh, was revealed of all places on a lenticular cardboard standee that's going to theaters and i know you know what i'm talking about right austin
2: I mean, the blowjob ghost is back. I mean, it's so exciting. I'm so, so it's, excited to see what hijinks she gets into this
1: time. I mean, ghostly blowjobs for everybody, I guess.
2: No, it's Slimer. We love Slimer.
1: It is. It is Slimer. Oh, spoiler alert. Whatever. Listen, if if you didn't know that Slimer was going to end up return, I, I don't know how you could miss it, but it, <laughs> that's unimportant. What's important is the design that they have and yes. it is glorious um
2: i mean the first thing i did is immediately pull up you know reference of the original slimer sculpt and i'm comparing and i'm like okay they've hit all the right notes you know obviously it's a completely original sculpt i'm assuming unless somehow mm-hmm. they've managed to track down uh old original molds or something i'm sure steve johnson was probably involved in some capacity i don't know
1: I would hope so, um, even if it was just supplying, you know, maquettes for for the full scale model makers to do. Yeah,
2: <clears throat> everything. I mean, he looks great. The only thing that's kind of strange to me, and I I don't really know if it's just because we don't have a great look at it and it's just mm-hmm. kind of the lighting or whatever. But it seems like his eyes aren't the same color. They look like they're brown now for some reason, instead of that kind of yellow and red combo.
1: I, I actually, I'm I'm happy you mentioned that because that's the one thing of of what we've seen so far that is also a little offsetting to me. It, I don't know if maybe his eyes kind of also seem like they're set back further than the original puppet from uh, from the 1984 film. Um, right now, though, I mean, I, I would chalk it up to a lighting issue. I mean, yeah. we're not going to get clear, concise details from a a photo of a lenticular you know graphic i don't even think if we saw it in person it would really clear anything else up for us i think the importance though is that they're really really being as honest as possible to the original slimer design yeah I'm, uh, i mean i'm fascinated like, to see how that plays
2: yeah and like i said it's, it's we're just being like nitpicky at this point but like overall it's, that's kind of the point
1: that's the yeah point it's
2: beautiful podcast. it's a beautiful <laughs> sculpt i'm i'm excited about it um you know now are you going gonna... to
1: riot if they don't spray paint a peanut
2: no um <laughs> i was thinking maybe you know they could spray paint a pistachio or something
1: they should digitally render a peanut and color it <laughs> green
2: <laughs> just as a little homage
1: yeah a little homage just just bring bring old school technology in with with the modern digital age but Or maybe overall, maybe there's
2: an entirely new ghost in the movie that is just a peanut, like a giant ghostly peanut.
1: Oh, the, the that blue serpent thing that's on the other side. That's just a peanut, but long, a long yeah. peanut.
2: It's those weird peanuts where, like, you know, usually there's, like, two to a shell, but sometimes you get one that's got three. It's one of those three peanut shell ghosts.
1: Oh, okay. Well, there yeah. you go.
2: Calling it right now. You heard it here first.
1: The long pistachio peanut thing. Yeah. So before we get into our topic today, I'm actually really, really jazzed about this because it's it's a little outside of what we would normally talk about. We're still talking about, you know, props and costumes, of course, but we're going to be talking about um, toys. We're going to be talking about, you know, essentially what the toy market has brought to Ghostbusters as far as uh, props go, replicas, of course. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, any history that's available there. Um, but before we get into that, I think one of my favorite things that we would always talk about is any kind of uh, new projects that are coming out. And I got to be honest, dude, I mean, in, in a single year, you know, we were talking about being in the new gilded age of Ghostbusters props a year ago. And if anything, that situation has has improved even more since then. Mm
0: hmm.
1: And um, so there's there's some things that I'm particularly excited about. Uh, Ghostbusterfans.net, our friend over there, AJ Quick, um, he's partnered up with Max Factory, and yeah. Max Factory is on the precipice of releasing um, their aluminum wand bodies, which. I I think is great. I'm so excited, and there's two different kinds. There's one coming through Max Factory directly, and then one going through GB Fans, and it actually lends itself to your build, your skill, and your want level. Where mm-hmm. the wand bodies that you can pre order or hopefully just order from Max Factory are all anodized black. Um, They already have pre-drilled points and everything so that he's continuing with that kind of Ikea concept of building a proton pack in which you just order exactly what you need from Max Factory and it all essentially just bolts together with no paint necessary. Um, But then the one that is being released through Ghostbuster fans is a raw aluminum gun body and is is much more in line with what uh, somebody replicating a specific pack might want. Um, It also doesn't have things like I think the Max Factory release of the one body has the back handle has nuts on it. So I'm guessing his rear grip just kind of bolts in, whereas the one for Mm -hmm. Ghostbuster fans doesn't have that. So you're able to accurately uh, pop rivet that back handle on. And I'm really excited about those. Um, I think they're retailing um, just around, I think, three hundred, three hundred and fifty dollars
2: and that's just the body that's not including like just the, the forward handle assembly and the the rear instrument panel and trigger box that kind of stuff that's all still separate
1: correct yep but i mean even even that that's been something that i know a lot of people have chased after i mean just oh, just yeah. forever i mean i myself i'm i'm still waiting on some to come out from freaky geeky and i still stand by the quality that's definitely not a take on or, or a, a hit at Freaky Geeky's quality. RJ, I mean, he just makes beautiful parts. Um, but with with Max Factory and GB fans kind of coming into the equation, they have resources that aren't maybe necessarily available to a lot of other makers like RJ, which is to say factories that can get yeah. things produced in mass. So,
2: I mean, you know, I'm, I've been working on my own aluminum wands for mm-hmm. my own personal projects and they are a pain in the ass. Yeah. And uh, like, I knew why other makers, why it takes them so long to, to do a run and why they're so expensive, yeah. but I didn't truly appreciate it until I started doing it myself. Like they are just a ton of work. And it is a,
1: uh, it's a surprisingly complex design. Yeah. You know, for something that comes off looking so simple, it, it's, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of um, effort goes into building those. So always hats off to those guys that are still out there scratch building or even scratch building bucks for resin casts. It's, it's a lot of work to get that, that correct. Um, GB fans also has new pistol belts coming out in Mm -hmm. in a light shade of gray and a, a light khaki as well that I'm particularly excited about.
2: Yeah, those are, those are gonna be great. I know that he's having them made in slightly larger sizes too for some of us big boys. Like me? Yeah, and me.
1: Yep. Yep. I, I, I uh I read that and I was pretty ecstatic. Um, you know, always perpetually trying to to lose weight. It's a struggle. Uh, mm-hmm. with some successes, some failures. But the the fact that AJ has already accounted for that and he's offering, you know, a standard web belt size, but then one that will be available for larger Ghostbusters. I think that's great. It's a great way of reaching out to the community and it's a great way to to meet a need um that really nobody else fulfills. But anyhow, so yeah, new belts okay. coming from GB fans, inclusive of the bigger, bigger Ghostbusters. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um the uh but then jumpsuits. I want to talk about jumpsuits.
2: Let's talk about jumpsuits.
1: Just real briefly two-tone beautiful two-tone khaki jumpsuits trying to get pushed forward by um Carolean dry goods i think i'm pronouncing mm-hmm. that correctly i'll spell it out for our listeners if if you're not aware of this it's it's carolian dry goods k-a-r-o-l-i-a-n dry goods you can spell you can figure out how to spell the rest of it but he is trying to get a very very accurate Ghostbusters one style flight suit produced in two tone khaki, to replicate the two tone khaki seen on screen with the nineteen eighty four jumpsuits. Um, again, not dyed, just two different bolts of of uh, ripstop khaki used in those. And I'm I'm beside myself. God, I hope that that goes through.
2: Yeah, I'm 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 excited about it. Uh, I'm slightly disappointed that there's not an option for like non two tone, but I totally understand that it's just too expensive to do two separate runs.
1: Well, I think um, he might actually have um, just standard flight suits as well available through his website.
2: Well, I asked him if there was going to be a uh, a run of just standard non two tone. He said that it just wasn't feasible to do. Hmm. It was it was basically one or the other. Oh. I could be I could be wrong. Things may have changed. I don't know. Um, True. True, And the only reason that I say that is because I'm all for the two-tone suit. I would love to have one, but I would also love to have a non-two-tone for an Afterlife style suit.
1: Um, You you haven't already made like 40 Afterlife suits?
2: Well, yeah, but, you know, (laughs) ripstop and all that.
1: I mean, you could always go with Magnolia, Magnoli.
2: And I will eventually. One of
1: these days I'll order one of those. And if you go with Magnoli, you can always order it and then you know expect to get it a year and two later they work on our schedule really
2: yeah it's fine but as much <laughs> stuff as we have our hands in and as many projects as we're always working on like half the time i forget when i order something anyway yeah it just show yeah. it just shows up and it's like oh yeah i forgot about
1: that sweet like eight hundred dollars for an aluminum ghost trap that will never happen man yeah opening up you old know. wounds my own, my own old wounds, I guess. That's okay. Um, but, but speaking of projects, I actually got some exciting stuff in. Well, exciting for us, I would say. Well, for me, not for you. You might be jazzed though. Um, I was able I'm excited to find, for you. Yes, excited for me. I was able to find uh, vintage uh, two-inch thick cotton webbing with correct pattern to the webbing used on the Ghostbusters one stunt packs.
2: Is it already OD green?
1: Oh, yes, it is. Nice. Uh-huh. Yep. It's uh, I, I got uh, quite a few of them. They they come in like seven feet lengths, and I got six of them. So I'm pretty <laughs> stacked up for that, so I can nice. make sure everything works and give myself a little wiggle room when I inevitably fuck something up. But uh, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. Got the, the correct screen-accurate clasps in as well. I was able to find those adenized black. Oh really? I was, yep. And um Even I better I, I'm yep, pretty sure they're the right size for that as well. I'll have to do a little bit of fandangling with that over the next few weeks and hopefully get close to cutting out the motherboard for that. Um how about you? Any anything interesting project wise in the world of Austin?
2: Um, I mean, you know, Frozen Empire Pack, which I touched on briefly the uh, mm-hmm. last episode.
1: You know, I don't think we actually really you touched on it. You touched yeah. on it. We made fun of it. I made fun of it. Uh you threatened a divorce. I won you back. Tell tell us more about your your frozen empire pack. Uh
2: it's a pack and I'm working on it.
1: Very good. Well, thank you yeah. folks for listening to the Black Firehouse <laughs> podcast. So glad you guys all begged us to come back and that's what you're here for.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's been fun. Um I've had a lot of a lot of fun. It just because it's something new to work on and different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but it's also familiar enough that it's not a huge challenge. It's not overly difficult. Um honestly the the biggest thing for me was the bumper.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh I had a buddy of mine three D model it for me, uh using measurements off of a, a legacy bumper. Mm-hmm. Our lineage bumper, and uh, but I told him I said I don't want you to go in and like finish it out because I don't want the edges already rounded off. I don't want there's that transition from the uh, the recessed area to the the outer edge of mm-hmm. the bumper that's kind of uh, it, it. It slowly tapers out. It's not just kind of a, a symmetrical channel right right and but it's a little wonky and they're clearly using some kind of lineage bumper as the base for this bumper they've you know to me it looks like they've just frankenstein two together cleaned it up a little bit but some of that wonk is still there Mm -hmm. and in my opinion i mean you can sit there and you can 3d model that stuff all day and it looks really nice but it looks too nice right and the only way to really capture that wonk and that you know the human element of of the scratch building process that the originals were done is to do it by hand. Sure. So we printed the base uh bumper and then I went in and spent way too much time hand sanding and bondoing and filling and primering and refilling and rebondoing and reprimering this bumper to get it to look Hand-done, but also uh, cleaned up. Right. Like the Frozen Empire bumpers are. Um, It was a pain in the ass, but I had fun doing it, and it turned out really good. It did. I uh,
1: mean, your build is beautiful thus far.
2: Thank you. I'm trying.
1: You're doing. Your (laughs) build's always come out beautiful. And it's interesting that you mentioned that you know um, taco belly and and q Quentin, have mm-hmm. done just a, an outstanding amount of work in their 3d print files to make available uh, print files that that have included wonk and yeah. and I love that I love that dedication to the detail but I think you kind of touched on a thing that there's there's some things that 3d modeling and by proxy 3d printing just haven't been able to accomplish as far as really nailing down that that wonk that you and i are such huge fans of um yeah but they've already started producing you know files for afterlife and and some people have already started printing them i think taco belly's even come out with an afterlife um uh bumper that adapts to the the hasbro pack so i mean As always, I mean the the community revolving around ghostbusters props and ingenuity is is just constantly pumping it out and I'm it's it's always really cool to see how fast a lot of these modelers and stuff can get on top of things and start producing things. You know, we touched yeah. on it last time uh that I I I want more measurements <laughs> before anything else. Um but I still have to hand it to the ingenuity of people pumping out that that kind of model work.
2: Well, and, you know, like so many things in the community now, like, and this is kind of, kind of a good segue into today's topic in general, is that, you know, less than 24, 48 hours of, of those, you know, first looks of the pack coming out, mm-hmm. you've got people with uh, 3D model files available in their Etsy store. They've already got prints available, you know, um, mm-hmm. some of them aren't super accurate a lot of them are kind of just a generalization and for a lot of people that's okay they, they're not looking to be completely 100% screen accurate they just kind of want the general vibe right yep and that's great that's fine you know and I think it's it's fun and exciting to see people get excited about something new and to just kind of even if you're throwing together a pack out of junk to just get something done because you're excited mm-hmm. about the new modifications i I love seeing that stuff um and it's it's always the same you know even after after the movie comes out we're still going to be learning new measurements new details and things two three four years down the line we're still going to be modifying hey and and
1: two three years down the line maybe the wuxley jackets will finally be on clearance and you can pick one up for 700 dollars
2: and it still won't be accurate because there's all kinds of crap that's <laughs> screen printed on it that's not on the production jackets. And you know, I guess you can paint over it.
1: Ah shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, like you said, great segue into today's topic. We are we're talking about Ghostbuster Prop Replica toys um so specifically you know we're not we're not talking about the old kenner toys um i i'm sure a lot of our listeners grew up with kenner toys but a lot of our listeners didn't you know there's a a great portion of the ghostbusters community really fantastic builders people like sean bishop people like ken hugel who who were already adults and i use that phrase lightly when referring to ourselves uh we <laughs> were already adults when ghostbusters came out yeah and, uh, but we're, we're talking specifically, I mean, I, I guess we can take it from the top. The first toy prop replica produced by Mattel all the way back in, oh my gosh, what year did that come out? I should have brought, I should have picked up some research, huh?
2: Part of me feels like it was 2008, 2009. I feel like it was right around the time of the video
1: game. I I want to say you're Right. But it was the first one, and it mm-hmm. was through an interesting project by Mattel, and that was their Maddie Collector line. And Mattel, at that point, had found some success in doing their Maddie Collector line with, I think, Masters of the Universe, the He-Man toys. Yeah. And um, they, they ended up getting the Ghostbusters license and ended up putting that out there um, the first one, of course, being the PKE meter, and is still, by far, I think, probably the best PKE oh, yeah. meter, like, mass market replica PKE meter made.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the only downside to that, that replica, that toy, whatever, is the fact that the, it doesn't have movie sounds. It's got some kind of other strange beeping that... Uh, I don't know what the reasoning behind using a completely different sound was but
1: yeah i don't know why but you're right it just has that that beeping um which was a huge drawback um and was Mm -hmm. also one of the first things that that the ghostbusters kind of i guess for lack of a better term mod community got in on uh Mm -hmm. that they did release alterations for that soundboard in which you could have more movie accurate sounds in there to varying degrees of success i know there was a kit that that I think I have, I just haven't installed it, you would get the movie-accurate sound, but the problem was it continued to drain the battery, even even when it yeah. was off. Um, uh, when
2: Matt Burkett and I were just at Steel City Con this weekend to go meet McKenna Grace, and we had breakfast uh, before the, the con on Saturday, and he, he had his Matty PKE with him, and he had that uh, that upgrade kit in there. And I'd, I'd never seen one in person that had the movie-accurate sounds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it was sweet. It was so cool to just fire that thing up and actually hear the right sounds coming out of it. But, yeah, he'd mentioned that, like, he'd just put batteries in it that morning because it just continues to drain.
1: It does. Yeah. You and, know? And, and the great thing is the, the the PKE meter had a lot more features than just, you know, beeping sound. I mean, the wings moved up, but they, they moved and operated accurate to the film PKE meter.
2: Yeah, I, that's the thing I I love the most about it, is they didn't just do some kind of, like, idealized function. It, mm-hmm. I mean, from what I know, it's ex, it's exact to the way the movie prop functions, which I think is fantastic. Other than, obviously, if I remember correctly, the little, uh, the silver buttons aren't actually buttons, but, like, contacts. Yes. That, like, when you touch it, it completes the circuit versus being a push button, like it is on the Maddie Collector prop, but, like you know, for all intents and purposes, it's the exact same functionality as the movie prop. Mm-hmm. It,
1: it, and it is, I, I think uh, outside of that, there is a functionality in which you can also turn the, the beeping off, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I, I like to do whenever I'm playing with mine, cause that beeping does get annoying. Um, but mm-hmm. it even has the ability, you can, you know, press a certain combination of buttons and it switches the, the lights from on the arms from ghostbusters one cycling to ghostbusters two so it ends up kind of being almost you know two replicas in one which i thought was Mm -hmm. brilliant about it um and it's got uh, just a, a beautiful weight to it i mean it's sturdy you know yeah and um even even the paint application was quite incredible because it is designed with its silver plastic Yes. Yeah. So when that black paint rubs off, it just weather's it so well. You know, a lot of people they'll they'll paint stuff and then they'll paint it silver and then they'll paint black over it. Yada yada yada. No, this thing's actually molded in silver, so that when yeah. the paint paint chips off of it, it it gives it a really really nice effect and a nice look. Um, Which
2: is it's not necessarily accurate to the movie prop, but yeah. I it is a uh, kind of an added feature that I do appreciate and. To be honest with you, I feel like might have slightly been the inspiration for the afterlife version. Because <laughs> that thing's all kinds of beat up and there's all sorts of silver showing I, through.
1: I actually think Afterlife, their PKE meter, I think, is actually modeled after the Maddie Collector PKE meter. Um, Probably. Because
2: it's the it dimensionally it's a little bit
1: chunkier. Bulkier. Yeah. Well and it also has push buttons. Yeah. Um, when, when the afterlife trailer came out and they focused on, on the PKE meter, I, I immediately thought that was a Mattel PKE. Yeah. Um, come to find out I was wrong. It was something that, that they, they built, but I mean, like when it was on screen, I mean, those chunky buttons, they, they weren't contacts like the original piece. Um, and you know, the, the, the Maddie collector PKE of course is a little, little thicker than I would say, uh, a real Iona shoe polisher, Um, But as far as all of the toy prop replicas that we'll talk about today, I think that one is still uh, far my favorite ever made.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I'm really excited to see how the the new HasLab one turns out in comparison. Um, I, you know, I spent all my play money on a convention trip this last weekend. So I didn't get to back, (laughs) didn't get to back the HasLab.
1: You didn't back the trap?
2: No, I didn't back the trap. But oh, no. uh, eventually I'll find somebody willing to sell the PKE and I'll pay way too much for it, but I'll be happy. Oh, sure.
1: Uh, and,
2: I, and I know plenty of people that did order them, so I'll get to play with one regardless. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm excited to see it and kind of just do some comparisons or, or see somebody else do some kind of comparison video because I'm sure somebody will do one. And uh... Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm jazzed about it. Like, it's nice that there's now, because those Maddie PKEs really climbed in value and they did we're getting very expensive to get a hold of and so it's nice that people have a second chance to or had a second chance to get uh what is hopefully going to be something that's uh just as comparable as the Matty PKE.
1: i hope so i hope so i mean i already have a few kind of holdbacks but we'll we'll talk about the mattel ones in a moment the the next Matty collector prop and i can't quite remember the order um i don't remember if the ghost trap came out next or if it was the ecto goggles
2: i feel like it was the goggles because they worked in conjunction with the pke
1: uh, well the goggles work in conjunction with the thrower but um that we'll, was the we'll, pke meter we'll touch Whatever. on the oh on that with the pke yeah i think you're right so the goggles that was uh that was an interesting release. So. <laughs> it was at that point that the goggles were announced, in which Maddie collectors started showing some cracks in their quality control in their product. Yeah, um, I I still remember the goggles were on display at New York Comic Con, and I was there with, ironically, uh, with Matt Burkett, and <laughs> uh, I think TJ was there and and a few others, and uh, Maddie collector had a booth there with the goggles and we we had a actual converted set of a and pbs fives and uh we're looking at them they're letting us handle the the prototype and that's great and we're like you know are you guys going to change the color
2: oh my and they're god like, yes
1: they're like no that's that's the color of the goggles and we're like i mean it's not <laughs> <laughs> you know we we have a real set of of frames right here. This is the color that the ecto goggles were. and like, well, this is the color that that Sony told us to make them and we're like, okay, I mean feature wise it's it's a neat product um yeah. but it it was definitely showing issues as far as replicating something honestly to what we we saw on screen that the color was unforgivable.
2: And what the, the strangest thing about that whole, that whole thing to me is that they're that
1: awful, like
2: seafoam green or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And that has like bled over into the consciousness of like the prop building community to, to the point where I see people buying or printing or whatever replica night vision, goggle frames, and they build a fantastic looking set of goggles, but they paint them to match the Maddie, color and it drives me insane (laughs) it's so strange i'm like you've put all this time and effort into making this beautiful replica set of goggles and you didn't look at one picture of the real thing to paint to base your color on you looked at the maddie collector like it's so weird to me
1: i mean yeah you know thankfully we have things like uh the ghostbusters reference library now um, mm-hmm. And which is just this beautiful depository of all the reference images that anybody's ever collected. I, the only thing I can fathom is there was so little reference for the goggles when those released, and and now that people just type in ecto goggles and those Maddie goggles mm-hmm. come up, and they're they're just like, oh, there it is, seafoam green. That's 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 the color of my goggles. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: And then they go and they paint it, but. <sighs> Then you know the the Maddie Collector goggles were they were really heavy, um, and and not designed apparently to be worn. Like they had straps to them, yeah. But those straps were sewn in place and they were non-adjustable without cutting strings. And apparently, it was because Mattel didn't have the license to make wearables.
2: Oh, that's strange.
1: Which, yeah, which I I thought was very strange. So I, they designed it so that. You could still use the straps. You could still put them on, but it wasn't designed to be worn, which which is very, very strange to me. So they're very cumbersome, but their features are still cool. You know, you turn them on, they uh, they, they have some light features, but the coolest thing is kind of the augmented reality when you can look through it and it will show ghosts every once in a while kind of passing through the lenses. But I'm still bummed because all the attention they did to the PKE meter to why they didn't use that same kind of Peppers ghost technology that they used on, on them to have like the heads up display that you see in the movie.
2: Yeah. I mean, and the heads up display is, is cool. I've seen a lot of people attempt it and replicas to varying degrees of success. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it, it's such a small space to work with. It is to try to try and implement, the kind of electronics you have to cram into that thing to make something like that work. It's gotten easier as the years have gone by as technology's gotten smaller and things like that. But well, have, um, have
1: you seen the recent, um, pass on that by pixel props? Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe, so probably not. The, the owner of pixel props is a buddy of mine. Um, he's, he's, you know, in my local ghostbusters, Virginia franchise, um, He does incredible, incredible programming, and I got to plug him for this. He has figured out a way to imprint the heads-up display, whereas instead of it being LEDs, he's using a display board for Arduino. Okay. So not only is it a heads-up display, but it has the rotating kind of sonar graphic. And he's programmed it in such a way that when you tilt your head up, it actually increases the little power bar that's on the side of the heads up display to the, the curve to max transfer over. And it's all on a small screen rather than being just sole LEDs trying to, to pretend that it's the heads up display. It looks incredible pixel props on Etsy. Definitely check it out. If you haven't, um, I am excited so about trying that.
2: to I'm trying to find it on the the workbench right now but I'm not coming up with anything so I'll dig around for it later but that's around amazing.
1: for it. if I find it before you I'll send it over it, it's it's okay. worth people's time for sure so they did those goggles um and then and then kind of I guess they I I don't want to say it was the the primo the best thing that Maddie released because I have mixed feelings on it but they they announced a ghost trap Mm-hmm. and um it it's a pretty incredible toy. It is an incredible toy. Um there's a lot of problems with it though too. Well, keyword there being toy. Like and that's kind of the big thing, you know, with with the yeah. PKE meter and with the ecto goggles, they used such a sturdy plastic to them. They felt mm-hmm. solid. They were really really robust things. And then they released this Ghost Trap, and the Ghost Trap was awesome. It had all these features. All these lights had sound. It had rumble. Um, You could roll it out. You could step on the pedal. It made the doors open. It had, you know, uh, like the PKE meter, it had the prop and play mode, so you could switch it between how it operates. It had, you know, kind of Easter eggs in it. If you worked it a certain way, it would make certain sounds. And it looked good.
2: had a removable cartridge too, right? It did.
1: Yeah, it had yeah. a removable cartridge, but the plastic it was made out of was shit.
2: It was paper thin.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, the... and
2: the the hose connection was pathetic. Yeah. Um, I remember we went out downtown dressed as Ghostbusters one Halloween, just kind of driving around in our Ecto. And we would periodically park it somewhere and get out and just kind of walk around and, and mess with people. <laughs> And we pulled up in front of this theater and uh, my buddy's got one and he he he's got the cord plugged into the trap. He doesn't have the pedal plugged in, but he's got it wrapped up and he gets out of the car and he holds it up by the by the cable and it just comes loose, hits the ground and just shatters. And oh, gosh, I like, dude, my heart sank. It It was so sad to see. And uh, there, there's and we've so all been there stories. with with, you know, replica props or whatever. But like this was not repairable. No, <laughs> you know, uh, it was just it he had to throw it away.
1: That's awful. I uh, and I think that was, you know, that's a story a dime a dozen with the Mattel traps. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, this was really where the Ghostbusters modding community started to come to life. Cause you had people that were making like replacement battery covers that had a V hook mm-hmm. integrated into it. And which was awesome. I I'm still kind of bummed to this day that I didn't get on a few of those, but people would put the Mattel trap on their belt and like brush up against someone and the handle would just snap right off. Yeah. It, it was, it was not a robust piece, not at all like the goggles or the PKE. I mean, Still to this day, there's people running around with the PKE meter from Mattel, like you know. Oh yeah, I still
2: carry mine.
1: Mm -hmm. And and uh, and then the trap pedal is hollow on the underside, so it's not even Mm. a solid piece. So you like you pick it up and the it's like press molded plastic or something like that. Um, I I guess, especially considering weight. Well,
2: and they know people are going to step on it with their foot. (laughs) <laughs> you would think yeah. they'd want to make it slightly sturdier, but you know it is what it is.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a relatively mixed bag because there's some details on it that are exceptional. The ITT relay on it is gorgeous, mm-hmm. and yeah. and then they have other things. You know, to to eject the cartridge, like there's this big unsightly kind of push button that you have to operate with it. Uh, it, it it's a strange it's a strange piece. It's a fantastic collector's piece, and it is just yeah a ball to play with but i i cannot recommend that as a as a costuming piece
2: yeah i mean and you know i i ordered one when they came out and i eventually sold it just because it was like i you know it's cool but like i'm not really collecting Mm -hmm. ghostbusters you know stuff of outside of like you know stuff for props or whatever and uh it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, I played with it. I had my fun with it. Let's, you know, let's move on, move on, pass it on to somebody else. And, uh, it, it's, it's one of those pieces that, you know, hopefully maybe with Hasbro, if there, if theirs is, you know, like you said, more robust, more sturdy, um, I, I mean, I get the appeal of it because it, it functions the way you want a ghost trap to function. There's so few prop replica ghost traps out there that are completely wired to function like they supposedly do in the film. Mm-hmm. So I I understand like why it's so appealing, why you want to take it out and you want to strap it to your belt. It's fun to to roll it out in front of a crowd, and you know. Hit the pedal and the doors open and it lights up, all that stuff. Um, it yeah, I just wish it would have been better made to hold up to that kind of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we have finally the Death knell the final prop toy that Mattel produced, which was their the Matty thrower, the, neutri- the neutrino thrower. Mm-hmm. Um, and that thing. <laughs> I, I get why people are excited. You know, we, we started this episode talking about the complexities of, of building a wand out of aluminum. Building a wand is as much work as building the rest of the pack. You know, sometimes oh, yeah. if not more, just because of the tight spaces. So Mattel announces their, their wand and everyone's super excited and they show off the prototype. And it's got a green hose on the front of it. And mm-hmm. everyone's just like, that's not green. That's supposed to be red you know, are you guys going to change that? And they're like, no, 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 it's green. We're like, no, it's, it's actually not. And I still remember the, 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 what was his name? Toy Guru, the spokesperson for Mattel. I think it was like Toy Guru. I think his name was like Scott or something like that actually came out and said, well, Sony gave us a wand and the one that we have has a green hose on it. And everybody so immediately and collectively called him on his bullshit (laughs) because we had already really very well documented the existing proton packs. And we're like, buddy, never in the existence of Ghostbusters has there ever been a green hose on it on the front of the thrower. And they finally collapsed. They finally changed it. We got the wands in. They were rife with. Uh, uh, quality control issues. I still remember somebody posted up a video, the, the pop mechanism to extend the acrylic barrel. Um, you know, Hasbro got it right. It's, it's a spring operated thing, but the Mattel one was, was, uh, operated via motor. And somebody's head just completely shot the bucket. And when he pulled he pulled the <laughs> green lever, the the front of it just starts pumping over and over. And I'm like, this is <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen. It looks like a fucking horrible sex toy. And here's this just throwing. Ree, 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 ree. And, and, but those are the kinds <laughs> of issues that this thing came with. And and you know, something nobody ever spoke about is it's, it was modeled after a semi hero thrower. It wasn't even a hero thrower. Oh,
2: I didn't know that.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you when you uh, take a semi-hero, who, you know, go and look at the reference compared to the Maddie thrower, and they've included details on it, um, such the, the trigger box, you know, a lot of people thought the trigger box was just kind of molded on as one piece because that was the limits of the toy manufacturing. No, it was because they actually researched off of a semi-hero thrower. There's... Um, Details that they kept in there. Some of the the button caps, uh, button head screws that the semi hero thrower has is present on the Matty thrower.
2: Interesting. See, I've I've never had one, and I think I've actually maybe held one in person and messed with it once, like way way back in the day. Oh, I, uh, so I, I've never paid very much attention to the Matty thrower.
1: I feel like I'm going to break mine every time I play with it. <laughs> it, it is. It, it's like they took the worst plastic from their ghost traps and then made a thrower out of it. it the it, I understand how excited people were. It, goodness, so many people ended up building just vacuum form shells and then throwing a Maddie thrower on it. And very, very similar to the, what you had said about the ghost trap is these things would just get absolutely decimated. They, they have yeah. no business being on a convention floor or being part of a robust costume. I mean, they just obliterate when they get impacted. Mm -hmm. But, and that was, that was the final piece from, from Maddie collector. And then we had nothing for the longest time.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anything until spirit came along
1: and, and spirit, I have to hand it to them. They, they brought a lot of accessibility to Ghostbusters yeah. costuming um, they kind of announced their whole line all at the same time. You know, they had their proton pack, their ghost trap and a PKE meter and goggles. And for everything that it is, it's precisely what I would expect it to be from spirit Halloween. Um, yeah. But for, for also what it is, I was very, very excited by what they did.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you know, I know it's kind of like the joke, right? We, you know, spirit stuff, it sucks. You know, we don't want to see it, blah, blah, blah. That's not the case. I love that people can go to a store and buy Ghostbusters gear and dress up and have fun and be happy. Like, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I mean, some of the modifications and, and improvements that people have engineered for these things that have done for them, it, it's incredible. So, I mean, I have genuinely been fooled <laughs> by mm-hmm. some spirit pack uh, modifications, scrolling through my timeline and seeing a pack. I'm like, oh, that's a really nice looking pack. And then I realize suddenly it's a it's a modded spirit pack, you know, Um, and I, I love that it's just this wonderful jumping off point. Like we said it before, but like 20 years ago, we would have killed to have stuff like that as a starting point. Oh, yeah. You know? and especially like i will i will say right now their uh mt500 that they sell incredible mhm like that thing is for what is it like 16 17 bucks if that yeah yeah uh you give that thing a repaint and it's oh it's a dead ring it's awesome yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I want to say it's slightly shorter than even the short body version, but like mm-hmm. once it's in a holster, who cares, you know? Right. Uh, I love that thing. In fact, I've always wanted to like build up a little collection of them, uh, and hand them out to, you know, all the people in my group, but I can never find them. They're always sold out.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I don't think they get produced in such numbers as the other pieces. And I think Spear's going to keep doing it. I mean, their Ghost Trap is so cool. You know, having that little push yeah. button on the handle to open the doors and it's all just, you know, mm-hmm. clockwork mechanics and uh, e- even the electronics for what it is. I mean, I think the Ghost Trap is uh, 30 $40, something in that range. Yeah. And they have, you know, lights, it has sound, it even has a light inside. So when the doors open, the inside of it lights up. And mm-hmm. it and it opens itself up to be modified so much. Um, it really is. It's a fun little piece. It has the same problem that the Maddie trap has, in which when you wear it on your belt, inevitably that handle's going to break off. Um, but at least it's but, not a $200. Yeah, collect- exactly. at the time, $200 collectible. Now it's like a $500 collectible. It's a $40 trap, and you can go out and get another one.
2: Or just, you know... Once you get it and you start modifying it, the first thing you do, put a better handle on it, you know? Yeah. Reinforce
1: it. Or just buy, like, seven of them, you know? One breaks, break out the next one.
2: Well, I mean, you know, you got to break the handles off to bury them in the front yard anyway.
1: And, and yeah, so Walmart had the electronic spirit trap that had a, a very <laughs> spectacularly <laughs> shitty pedal um the sewing
2: machine pedal
1: if that i don't think sewing machines are even that cheap it looked like a sewing machine <laughs> pedal maybe like the easy yeah. bake sewing machine <laughs> um, my
2: first sewing machine
1: yeah but a lot of people you know tore that pedal apart and put something much cooler there cuz it's really the pedal it's it's you know non subject it's really just wires going into a little button that's in there yeah um so a lot of people were able to find ways around that either just building a real pedal around it or or finding some alternatives um but those of course ended up being used in ghostbusters afterlife mhm and i suspect is also why i can't find one on the market for a reasonable price yes yeah, sony bought them all they did they bought all of them <laughs> and uh and then of course their their pke meter i i don't like their pke meter
2: um yeah i the rounded handle is a strange choice to me. Yeah. Uh, the Halloween costumes.com variant that has a squared off handle. Mm-hmm. I like much better. I still um, don't like that one either. Well, it's, I like it better than the spirit version. There's still a lot of problems with it. I hate the chunkiness, like the, the width of the wings,
1: the, the width of the wings and the overall shape. It looks like a lint roller, <laughs> like a limp <lint> brush. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I what mean, it looks like.
2: That's what, that's what a lot of people used to use to scratch build a PKE prep, man. You know that. I mean,
1: I do. I had one, but even we'll call my a throwback. Listen, my lint brush PKE meter still didn't look as much like a lint brush as the Spirit <laughs> Halloween PKE meter.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I I will say that for the price and the fact that it's not quite the same functionality, but you you know you do push buttons, the wings lower and raise, whatever. It's again. It's a great like introduction piece. It's a starter piece. It's great. It had the movie
1: sounds. It had the movie sounds.
2: Yeah. Uh, It's definitely something that's great for taking to events and letting kids just run wild with it. If they Mm -hmm. break it, whatever, you go spend twenty more bucks. It's not that big a deal.
1: My Um, my heart continues to break for the people who who have had issues with theirs. You know, they post online. How do I fix this? You buy it. You buy another one. Yeah. (laughs) You know it, it, and I get it. Not not always an option available to anyone, but unfortunately, when that thing breaks, uh, unless you're an electrical guru and you can figure mm-hmm. it out, you know how to repair that uh, yourself. As far as you know, a, a, a bad wire here, or there, you're going to end up spending more trying to repair something like that than you would just buying a new one.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, and let's let's just get into it, like there's a lot of people that spend a lot of money upgrading their spirit stuff to the point where it's like, Hey, you could have just bought a, <laughs> a really nice kit, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not shaming those people. Don't get me wrong. It's it, 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 you can do whatever you want. And if it makes you happy, more power to you. You know, I think what, what ends up happening is that people, start down the path they buy a few upgrades and then before they realize it they've spent so much yeah. money into upgrading it they have um but at the same time i've seen so many people that have poured a lot of money into upgrading a spirit pack trap pke whatever and they it's given them the confidence to mm-hmm. go on to then try and build a full-scale pack and i love that like i love
1: that again. I mean, it's I just, love the it's people this, that have it's accidentally a spent drug, a fortune man. on modding like, their spirit pack. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think you're right. Yeah. It gives them the confidence not only maybe to try a, a full build, but I think just having that initial spirit pack gives people the confidence to try modifying it. You know, they buy their first yeah. 3D printed something, they do it, they say, "Hell, mm-hmm. hey, I did this. What else can I do?" So yeah, I mean, you know, in hindsight, you end up, you know, shoving. into a spirit pack, you come to the realization that, oh, I could have started, you know, with a, with a a high-end kit from the get-go, but you didn't have that confidence. You didn't have that knowledge. And when we started, we didn't have a spirit pack to launch out of. And yeah, let's be honest, man. I mean, we probably would have started with a spirit proton pack back in the day if we had access to that.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, how many people used to take the Kenner pack and just start tinkering with it, repainting it and, Mm -hmm. you know, adding little doodads, even though it's like a foot tall, you know, Yeah, people still did it. People had fun with it and people did some really cool and creative stuff with those. And and again, I think it's that it's just a confidence builder to take something existing and start learning new skill sets, Mm -hmm. you know, um, learning on something that you're not afraid of messing up. And uh, I just love, like, I I love seeing people build their confidence, build their skill set and become, you know, really great builders in their own right.
1: The the thing that cracked me up is, you know, Spirit upped the ante this year and released a full scale version of their Proton Pack. You know, their first release was Mm -hmm. roughly 80% scale. They released a the full scale one, yeah. and um, a lot of people purchased. It. It's like two hundred and fifty dollars, which that's a little much, I mm-hmm. think, for it. But it's still Spirit Halloween. I understand that's that's their pricing. You use coupons, whatever. It's um, and
2: it's still accessible for a lot of people, for it's sure. Not an ex, uh, extremely expensive prop replica, yeah. you know.
1: But what cracked me up was how many people who had the original Spirit pack and bought the new one. And when they had them side by side, they were like, holy shit, this first one is so fucking tiny.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like, we've been telling you guys for years, but okay. um, But of course, the yeah, mod I mean, community I, was I, able to jump on that, so it was great.
2: Yeah. And then, again, I've been totally fooled scrolling through the timeline, and I, somebody posts a pack. I'm like, oh, this is nice looking. Holy mm-hmm. shit, that's a full-size spirit pack, you know? Yep. And, and honestly, between the two spirit packs, just doing a cyclotron mod and giving the cyclotron the rounded edge does mm-hmm. so much for the for the overall look of those packs the the one uh, thing it's night and day difference
1: the one mod and i i agree with you the one mod that people seem to always overlook though on spirit packs is the uh the gearbox and crank generator mm-hmm. they never round off the ribs and i think
2: it's because if you do that you you have to Back them up and fill them in with bondo or or epoxy putty or whatever because the plastic's so thin to get the correct radius on
1: it, you're you're sanding through the plastic. Well, back back um, it up, man. Throw throw some fiberglass I, I resin know. back there and do it, or get your mixture completely wrong and melt your spirit pack. Whichever. I mean, <laughs> well, that's just that just adds texture. Oh yeah, right. Oh, and that, yeah, and people have added texture to them. I mean, like, they've done whole kinds of things. The only thing I would say right out of the box with a spirit pack that just has to go is the, the wand. It's fucking shit. On the... The 80% scale.
2: Yeah, it, it's because it's not even to scale with the pack.
1: No. It's like it's half so... scale. Yeah. Um,
2: but... You know, hang on to it, give it to your kid to play with, but, like, yeah, definitely find a 3d printed kit or something that's actually scale with it.
1: The Hasbro mod wand that came out as a, a role-playing toy for ghostbusters afterlife is better in scale with the 80% spirit pack.
2: Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I have seen some those. really, really fantastic tear down and rebuilds of that mod blaster.
2: That was a cool, That was a cool toy. And, uh, yeah, I've seen some people do some work, some real magic with those. And uh, they're all over Ollie's right now for like 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. If you guys want to stock up. I've I've thought about grabbing a couple just to maybe do some fun little custom projects with, you know.
1: Oh, it's worthwhile. It's it's definitely worthwhile. Um, And then the spirit goggles were a little strange to me because I think, again, I, I almost think that they were. Cast offs of the the Maddie collector goggles.
2: It, I don't think that they're like directly molded from them. But they they definitely look like whoever was in charge of, in, at Spirit and the research and development department googled ecto goggles, <laughs> pulled up a picture of the Maddie one, and goes, "Oh, that's what they're shaped like." And then went and sculpted it. But thank yeah. God they used a better green. It's still like not the right green, but it's a it's a better
1: green. It's not that sea before we get into the Hasbro stuff, there's a there was an intermeditary, intermittentary. I can't talk. Whatever. Fuck it. Um, of Target Ghostbusters props,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, they released three items, which was a ghost trap, PKE meter, and ecto goggles. The PKE meter is awful. Um. Yes. It is. It I... is all the worst features of the spirit pke meter with none of the interactivity that the spirit pke meter had
2: i think the shape of it is much better it's more accurate it actually has a pointed top to it it's not just it's it's a little
1: more aerodynamic which assists its trip into the trash can but yes (laughs) yes i guess the shape is a little bit better yeah and then it has static wings
2: yeah Definitely, definitely for children, for
1: sure. um, Their ghost trap is really cool. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I I found one at a thrift store recently for two bucks. And I was like, well, I'm not leaving that there.
1: Yeah, Um, it is one, two. So it's two, three, four, five pieces of plastic all put together. No working doors, no lights, no nothing. Completely hollow in the inside. It is like the best ghost trap to just do whatever the hell you want with. It It's mm-hmm. still fragile. It still has that very, very light, you know, Halloween toy plastic. Um, but you could really sit down and shoot expanding foam into that thing to toughen it up. Oh, yeah. And then just give it a repaint and boom. It's It's a really great looking belt hanging replica. And it's so light.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do with mine that I found. It's just like, I'm going to fill it with expanding foam. I'm going to, you know cosmetically spruce it up a little bit Mm -hmm. and then yeah i'm just gonna it's gonna be a belt
1: wear it's a it's a cool piece and especially again i think like 15 20 bucks um i i have -hmm. like four of them in various degrees of of you know modification because it's such a simple thing to work off of you don't have to worry about Doors. if you want to drop a light kit into it you can spend you know 30 bucks on the basic light kit from jupiter electronics and throw it in there it's easy it's for for what you're getting and what it is it is by far one of my favorite things that the halloween companies have kind of released um i just i love it and uh the ecto goggles they released are in inoffensive i guess
2: so they're like what, 10 bucks?
1: Yeah. Uh th-
2: so far they are the first mass-produced ectogoggles that are the right shape.
1: <laughs> yes, except for <laughs> the faceplate. S-
2: yeah, they don't have the recessed faceplate, but and they're too small. But they nailed the shape of them to yes. the point where I bought a set and I modified them and basically just turned them <laughs> into a, just a set of night vision goggle frames. And they right. nest inside a set of real frames perfectly wow like the the shape is identical um and they're you know if you want to pick them up for your kid give them a quick repaint they're great they're great little scaled replicas of those night vision goggles
1: they're even good well they're even good though just for for standard costume. you give it that standard repaint they're so light there's nothing to them yeah. With a good paint application, that can hang out on your head, and if they fall, you're not terribly worried about them. They're they're the plastic mm. they're made out of is even feels more robust than the trap.
2: Yeah, it's a little uh it's it's slightly more uh what's the word I'm looking for? Not rubbery, but there's a little more give to it.
1: A little more tensile strength.
2: Yeah. Um Like I said, they're a little under scale. It's not not by much, but to me, it's noticeable depending on how big of a head you have. Sure. Or if you're wearing them on your face, for sure. But, like, yeah, if you're just sticking them on your forehead or uh, even just hanging them off the trap or off the belt, mm-hmm. you know, for for 10 bucks, yeah, a quick repaint, maybe throw some different straps on them and you're good to go.
1: And as as far as other other uh, toys that have been released, there's one, I, I have had zero experience with this thing. The first time I saw pictures of it, I hated it. And that's the fun. dot com Proton Pack.
2: I don't. Does anybody have one?
1: Uh, I think Ghostbusters news got sent a free one, and then I don't okay. think anybody else has ever bought one ever. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I mean it it got delayed for so long; it just kept getting pushed back. And then, didn't they announce that it was like a limited run of like five hundred or something?
1: No, the cost or for did, one is five hundred dollars.
2: Yeah, but I was thinking they also decided to limit how many they were making, probably because. By, that, by the time it actually came out, Spirit already put theirs out, and they were like, "Oh, well, we're not going to sell any of these." Uh, no. So let's create some kind of artificial demand.
1: I mean, everything about it is terrible. <laughs> it, the well, likes, it looks no, it looks like, it looks like it's cross-eyed.
2: Well, it looks to me like it's the spirit Halloween mold, but scaled up, and then they changed the cyclotron out. Obviously, the wand is totally different, but like the pack itself, I swear to God, it's the same tooling. Some of the parts look up.
1: like it. Like some of the the attachments, like their their clippered pieces and stuff, almost look like they're the same pieces and same tooling. So it could be yeah. the the yes. corporate espionage as uh, spies from Fun dot com infiltrated Spirit factories and stole away their stuff. Yeah, I don't know.
2: wouldn't surprise me.
1: I don't know. I I. I hate that pack. I'll never buy one. I bought a spirit pack, bought, bought one of the 80% scale ones for my kid. One day I'll mod it. But that, mm-hmm. that fun.com one, I, when it came out $500 and then they marked it down. Hey guys, buy it now for 250. And I was like, no.
2: <laughs> for 500 bucks, you can get a HasLab man.
1: Uh, yeah. And then there's, there's our next one. So Hasbro Hasbro releases the, plasma series spangler wand and damn son that thing is cool
2: yeah i actually got to mess with one for the first time
1: last year uh
2: and man it's it's fun i love it
1: it is it's uh very well built um Mm -hmm. after handling it for a while i do get kind of concerned i tend to 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 kind of fidget Whenever I'm holding a thrower, you know, maybe I'm twisting the handle a little bit or something. So e- even when I would hold a uh, a plasma wand, I tended to do the same things, and I noticed that some of the plastic had a little bit of give to it. But the the features on this thing it has a, a proper expanding acrylic tip. You mm-hmm. know, you pull the green lever, it springs out, and but it gives you that haptic feedback of what a real wand does. It's got a real nice, crisp, you know kind of pop out to it they yeah. they use the same technology that hasbro builds their lightsabers around so there's lights all inside the acrylic tube so when you fire it mm-hmm. off you get really really fantastic sound effects out of it and then it lights up all the way through so you get good glow from it so if you take photos with it 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 shoots it back it's got a, a lit grill um, you know all the lights blink that are supposed to be blinking individual parts there's metal parts on it um Mm -hmm. it's it's just really cool i mean i would have i would have shat myself as a kid to get something (laughs) like that i mean i still did but that's just because i have dietary issues this thing was (laughs) i mean i was really really blown away by how well they did that plasma pack or the plasma series thrower And then they went and up the ante. What was that, two, three years ago with Has Labs? Mm -hmm. They announced a proton pack. Do you remember them announcing that? I do. I remember them announcing it. And I remember them being like, we're going to announce pricing and everything like that soon. I was just like, this is just going to be like $700. And everyone's going to be pissed. Yep. $400. Yep. $400. Full proton pack, lights, straps, sound, connectivity to the Spangler wand. Um, Dude, I, I was I was not expecting that.
2: Yeah, I don't think anybody was like I I think. Even back when Mattel was doing their stuff, I know the talk was always like a kind of the like a build-a-figure approach to the Proton Pack. Mm-hmm. People thought that if if anybody was ever going to release a, a a toy Proton Pack, collector's Proton Pack, whatever, it would be in chunks because mm-hmm. there's no way that they can make a full-scale pack and sell it in one one go and have it be affordable. And fuck, they did it, man. <laughs>
1: I don't I don't think they did. I think they lost money on that thing.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know any of the kind of behind the scenes of that kind of stuff. I just know that like they came through and I, I know there was people that were even after the uh, the campaign was fully funded and all the stretch goals were reached and all that stuff. People were still like, oh, but it's never going to get released. It's going to be too. They're going to find out it's too expensive and they're going to have to refund everybody. mm. But they did it, man. It came they out.
1: Did. They did. And, and in a big way. And it's so fucking cool. I mean, you've gotten to play with one, I hope.
2: Oh, yeah. Several times now. And I love it. Like, i the FOMO was real. Like, as soon as I saw one in person, I'm like, damn it, I should have got one of these. Yeah. Especially now that they used them in Frozen Empire. I'm like, now nah, I really should have got
1: one. <laughs> well, the opportunity is still but out they're there. they're out there. They are. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was just blown away by it and more so I was blown away by the amount of kind of foresight that Hasbro has for the building community, the mod community in which mm-hmm. they built this thing, released it, knowing that we would tear it apart. Now, of course, their warranty entails you, you can't do that. Um, yes. But they knew we were going to anyhow, and those design elements are in there in which you know, they, they just kind of, they set the stage, um, including brackets to put an Alice frame on there. So the straps were removable. Mm. You know, the, the entire motherboard is one piece, so it, it has a potential. You can remove it and replace it with an aluminum version. Um, the, yeah. the cavity on the, the power cell where you can flip it open. I mean, dude, people have come up with really cool designs of 3D print stuff. The, the, um, the snack holder. I think is what most people mm-hmm. call it, but they put inserts yeah. in there that end up going along with the removable cyclotron. And that's the other thing. It's not even just a, a proton pack. You can take the bumper off, take the cyclotron off and there's functions inside that you see from yeah. afterlife, you know, the removable cyclotron, the CRT emitters all come out. The thing is so cool. I mean, and yeah,
2: and you can switch between the, the light modes, 84 mode and mm-hmm. the afterlife mode. Yeah. Um, it's got the the mooing the, motor the barn
1: the barn the barnyard yeah. motor which you know i turned mine off yeah
2: it's fine like i i you know and all the all the easter eggs and the there's... hidden sounds and stuff like when you disconnect the ribbon cable when it's operating it starts to make the the containment unit uh alarm you know
1: mm-hmm. the it's the, a lot of the... fun it's metal pieces metal parts on it it's just It's a beautifully designed, beautifully produced piece. Um, I'm happy to own mine. And I I know a lot of people are. I don't think I'll mod mine. Um, Yeah. Definitely holding it as a collector's piece over anything else. Um, But the success of that campaign, um, I didn't think they were going to do another one. And Hasbro came through and showed me how wrong I was. And not only have they now launched and completed another campaign, this isn't even just for one prop it's for two. And my mind is currently blown about that.
2: Mm-hmm. Especially the price point. Uh,
1: yeah. The $300 for a ghost trap and a PKE meter, both of which have as much functionality as the Mattel releases from years ago. And they look better.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's what a time to be alive, you know? And,
1: and... what a time to be a Ghostbusters fan. <laughs> Look at us. The only thing us. I'm bummed about is how ugly the afterlife PK meter is.
2: Uh, ugly how?
1: It's it's very chunky compared to the the Iona.
2: And now are we talking about specifically the Hasbro prop or the screen use prop? We're talking about
1: the screen use prop now translated into a Hasbro toy. Very, very gotcha. chunky. Yeah. Um, this is that toy playability versus accuracy kind of thing, you know, to get the effect of the, the taser element, they have that big kind of violet led now in the front of it. I'm wondering how many people are going to paint over that.
2: I mean, it's on the real prop. So it's still technically like a movie function. Um, So I don't know. I like that little detail to me, like on the, uh, it's a strange kind of, it sticks out like a sore thumb mm-hmm. on the afterlife prop, but I prop, but I like how they, they added some detailing to it. Like there's these little ridges or, or uh, yeah, these little ridges that are throughout the whole thing to make it look like it's more than just some kind of like it's, they're not hiding the fact that it's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're highlighting that it's there, but making you, uh, you know, assume that it's just some kind of a modification that's been made since the original films. Yeah. Um, so I like that they did that rather than just trying to hide it completely and acting like, acting like it's not even there.
1: I, and I, I am excited. You know, the Adam Savage video showed that when you activate the taser mode, the arms do flip up. Um, yes, I'm excited that's a, about
2: that. That's so cool. And I think that's probably another reason why it's a little chunkier. Probably. Um, and from what I understand, the even the original Afterlife props, you can't go from one mode to the other. Um, they're two separate props. So the fact that they right. pulled it off in a toy is pretty
1: impressive. Oh, I think I just lost Austin. No, I'm right here. There you are. There you are. I couldn't hear you for a moment. We're going to have to edit that. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I will.
2: Um, You may have to edit a lot because there's been some weird sound
1: stuff uh, going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It could be my computer. Could be your internet connection. Together, we have half of a podcast. (laughs) Um, One day, we're going to be a real podcast. One day, we're going to have video. You can see our faces. Nah, probably not. Yeah. Um, No, we will. And then the ghost trap. Um, I was very excited to hear that you could change the location of the ITT relay on that pedal. And I'm really excited to see uh, how robust of a construction. You know, Mattel they don't they don't have the habit that mattel has um i think we're going to be looking at quality construction in line with the Haslabs proton pack i think we're really going to be looking at some robust pieces here um so i'm yeah really excited about them i backed two of them because of course i did i'm still trying to decide though when i get my taser BKE meter if i'm gonna you know sit in my easy chair and uh (laughs) And electrocute myself to death. Or if I'm going to chase my kids around the house and try to electrocute them. Haven't decided.
2: Well, you if you want to electrocute your kids first, you definitely need to do that before you do it to yourself. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, you know. Yeah. There's a certain order in which you need to do that. Or you could electrocute yourself first and then come back as a lamp and electrocute them.
1: Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I would love to come back as a lamp. And uh
2: who doesn't love lamp?
1: I love lamp. Um <laughs> but yeah, the the features on the the Mattel trap too, you know, from the Adam Savage. I'm sure things are gonna change, little things here and there, but the fact that they even kept a cavity in there to put in a smoke machine, you know, knowing that yeah. people want smoking traps. I, I, I have to hand it to Hasbro. They're not doing a lot with the license, but what they have done is pretty fantastic.
2: Yeah. And the thing I'm wondering about is the how the paint job is going to uh end up being in the final production piece because the paint job they currently have on the trap is pretty detailed
0: mm-hmm.
2: in terms of the weathering and stuff. Uh of course we know that's a prototype, and the the mass produced traps, it's probably gonna be either much less or 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 very simplified.
1: Uh, I mean, Uh, maybe the weathering detail on the the proton pack is pretty great.
2: Well, and that's what I was going to say, is that even though it's slightly more detailed on the trap, what they did on the pack was, you know, again, for a mass produced piece, pretty great. Mm hmm. Um, Just out of the box, you know, I mean, of course, a lot of people have repainted it because like the the black plastic isn't like a deep enough black. It almost looks kind of gray. Mm hmm but then so does the real prop and a lot of lighting because it's a flat black instead of the, the semi gloss now and, and just due to the weathering and stuff in general. But you know, I, I was very impressed with the pack out of the box mm-hmm. for what it is, you know? Um, and I, I, I hope that they keep that up with these two props as well, that like straight out of the box, they're very, very serviceable and, you know, display well, and if you want to mod them and take them even further, you can. But as standalone pieces, straight out of the box, they're still great.
1: They are, they are. So, where do you see toy toy replicas going next? Do you think Hasbro is going to release something else, or or maybe even a HasLab next year?
2: I think they will probably. What are you thinking um, it'll be? Well, if if the rumors are true and there's a wrist bounded proton wand thing, then. That seems like a perfect thing to mm. do a Haslab of. Um, I could see them doing another set of ecto goggles. Um, I'm honestly surprised that they didn't try to do some kind of an RTV, though. The it would have to be a really simplified version of that because that's such an expensive RC car that the originals built on top of. Yeah um i think there may be a lot of budgetary constraints with something like that and so maybe that's the reason they haven't done it Mm -hmm. but like yeah ecto goggles for sure i you know i would be completely tickled pink if they attempted a geiga meter
1: i don't see that one happening
2: but yeah i think it's too obscure it's too because even though they know there's a lot of the hardcore Ghostbusters people that are going after this stuff, they still also need to appeal to kind of just the general public as well. Oh, yeah. And too many people don't know what the fuck the Meter is.
1: I mean, I, there's there's Ghostbuster fans that don't even know. I think the funniest one that I saw was somebody was like, oh, I hope they make a Globoscope. And I'm like, no.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> no. Now, now if they wanted to continue the trend of like doing two smaller props together... Mm-hmm. I could see them maybe doing a meter with Ectogoggles. Okay. If they can keep the price down kind of relatively the same as what they're doing with the uh, the trap and the BKE, I, I could see that maybe working. And I think the Ectogoggles are uh, uh, iconic enough prop in their own right that people would still be willing to back uh, yeah. a campaign that has a secondary prop that they're not as familiar with.
1: I, I don't think we're going to see the meter unless... The meter returns to on screen. Yeah, um, ecto goggles. I definitely see a lot of potential in that, um, especially with the new afterlife ecto goggle, or not uh, the frozen empire ecto goggles. I should say, which are essentially the afterlife ones without the camera feature. I would love for them yeah. to do afterlife goggles with a working camera. I just think that would be awesome.
2: Yeah, I think I don't know how feasible that is as a Mass produced kind of t- collector's toy, you know? Yeah. Um, but that would be pretty sweet. It would. Uh, it, it would even be cool if they could figure out if, even if it didn't have a working camera where you could actually take pictures, but like a working mechanism, mm-hmm. but one in which you could remove the camera attachments and then you have frozen empire goggles because they're the lenses are basically the same
1: yeah that's true that'd be cool so, if,
2: so yeah if they could figure out a way to to make it modular like that i think that would be probably something that would be really popular and uh i think a lot of people would like to have and like to see yeah
1: so we're, we're getting close to time on this austin out of out of all the toy replicas that have been released over the years which one do you think is your favorite. Strikes you the best.
2: I, it's still going to be that Matty PKE. Same. Um, I, and I think the reason why it continues to be so popular is because that is such a difficult prop to replicate. Mm-hmm. Um, even for the most skilled builders, like the complexity of the electronics and the functionality of it is just not a skill set that most people have. Whereas with a a proton pack, you know, it's essentially a giant model kit. So even if you've got kind of just basic building skills, you can put one together. There's mm-hmm. pre-made electronics kits. You slap it in there, you're good to go. The PKE is much more complicated. Now it seems like there's finally some people out there working on a plug and play electronics kit for them. Mm-hmm. A few Which is great. Yep. I'm, Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of 3d printed uh, PKEs pop up. Of course there's Julian's incredible replica that he did but that is like top tier yeah insane replicated like down to the interior and
1: i i detail i think though i think julian has actually worked with jason over at pixel props because pixel props is also working on a pretty exceptional pke meter electronics kit okay so uh
2: like i said i've seen a few i've seen a couple of electronics kits I i can't remember exactly who's working on them but i you know, I know they're in the works, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see what comes of those. Um, Absolutely. And how, how, how much easier it's going to be for kind of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Intermediate builders yeah. <laughs> to kind of have access to that prop. Finally. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, just that's such, they, they knocked it out of the park again, with the exception of the sounds, that's such a great collectible toy prop replica straight out of the box. It really is. And it's, it's been really tough to top that for me.
1: I, I have to mirror your sentiments. I can't think of anything else that I've enjoyed. I mean, the, the has labs pack is incredible. Um, yeah. But I, I, I love my other proton packs more, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Um, And that PKE, The cool thing though, about that. Yeah. It's incredible.
2: The, the proton pack right out of the box you know it's wearable
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um you pair it with the spangler wand it looks good like it it's it's better than a spirit pack not again not really knocking the spirit pack but just like it's to scale the it's got you know accurate detailing Mm -hmm. you know the materials may not be correct but the details are there um and yeah with just a a little you know tlc some elbow grease
1: they look really good some a little bit of strips and tips yeah strips and tips (laughs) streaks and streaks and tips yeah whatever yeah (laughs) i'm not modifying mine (laughs) streaks and tips you're right yeah i i I mirror your sentiments on that um it's definitely i'm excited to see if hasbro is going to do more i'm excited to see if uh if spirit does any more. you know i'd love for them to bring back the real ghostbuster costumes that they offered as well those were pretty nice Mm mm-hmm um, and I hope they continue yeah. to to offer their wares for, for people to get into, especially, you know, people with back problems. They're, they're a much lighter alternative, gets a lot more people out yeah. there and gear. And I love it. I, I think it's been nothing but positive, not just for the Ghostbusters community as a whole, but even the prop community. It's brought a lot more people in. Yeah. Um, and that that's yeah and that's quite that, exceptional. that's
2: what I was saying it, it's just it's fun to see people that probably wouldn't have ever come down this weird, strange esoteric prop building path until those spirit props came along mm-hmm. you know and there's been a lot of you know newer people that have joined the community that have really impressed me um, seeing them start with the spirit stuff doing an incredible job with that and then moving into you know full-scale stuff Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun i just i like seeing people be excited about stuff i like seeing people's creativity and
1: passion for this stuff certainly so kind of finishing us up here um you know normally i would always recommend that you You come and join the discussion over at Spangler's 1984 workbench. I'm going to be a little bit different for this one. So um, our our rule set over at the workbench is is pretty tight. And unfortunately, we don't allow, you know, modification spirit mods and stuff like that on there. Uh, This is not to say that we don't support them. We absolutely do. Um, And I recommend definitely checking out Facebook. There's a ton of HasLab and Spirit modders groups that I, I encourage anybody that is looking to kind of see what's out there to go ahead and join, Um, you know, and, and of course joining Spengler's 1984 workbench does not mean you have to be building a high-end replica. So it's a great place to come and see if you're just looking for inspirations um, or just advice on your own build on materials and maybe upgrading what you do have to something a little bit more, um, you know, uh, higher quality or, or using real parts, things like that. You, of course, can always follow the Black Firehouse podcast on Facebook. We are also on Instagram. And of course, uh, as always, we thank you for listening. Austin, any final thoughts before I let everyone go? No. None. Perfect. None. Well, then, in that case, I will thank everybody, of course, for tuning in to us today. Again, you're listening to the Black Firehouse Podcast. We're attempting to come out every week, usually on Tuesdays. But if not, suck it up. It's just how we are. Uh, outside <laughs> of that, thank you so much again. Go out and build something. Oh, well, look, when we started, busting Ghost was a gas, economy was good. People believed in us and things got slow, hauntings got thin. We could barely keep up our mortgage.
2: Some actor bought up most of Tribeca and we lost the firehouse. It's a Starbucks
0: now.